Well, we're delighted to have you with us on Take 10 today, a program we bring to you every week dealing with an issue that uh, involves a lot of mental health considerations. And in this time of COVID-19, everything, unfortunately, is about mental health. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is with us. And on our Take 10 hotline, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist, an expert on caregiving and addictions as well. And Jamie, as we talk about COVID-19 and all the issues involved in emotional turbulence, I wanted to share with you a list I found talking about the five signs of emotional suffering, personality change, agitation, withdrawal, the decline in personal care, and hopelessness. Does that make make sense to you? Does that ring a bell? Absolutely, Ron. As a matter of fact, I mean, if you were going to have a template, just throw something there that the general public would understand, I would say, what does this word mean to you? Because fill in the blanks. In, in effect, what they're saying is that we're going through a process. It's always going to be a process of unfolding. Um, and so those emotions are as good as any to put in there. Uh, and if people connect to them, all the better. However, I always say all paths lead to the righteous. So don't be confused by somebody else's voice. If you'd like, go with the, what you just said, Ron, and put in the words that mean what you'd like it to mean, because all we need to know, it's a process, not an event. I remember after my dad died and I went to Cleveland for his funeral, I was up uh, at the house that he and my mom uh, were in, house I grew up in, and I went into his bathroom, and I don't know why I did it, but I, I picked up his electric razor, and I opened it, and it hadn't been cleaned in probably a year. It was just chock full of my dad's little face fur. And that's that one about cleanliness, taking care of yourself. And it, it struck a chord that he'd reached a point where he wasn't managing those kinds of activities of daily living. Absolutely. But, you know, interesting enough, I'm, you know your father well enough to know that that was a change for him. Many people, obviously, yeah. we don't know that if that's a change. And over time, we don't have that sort of self-esteem or ability to think that we matter to, to be that, that cleanliness person that you're describing. So you saw it because you know him. That's why I never diagnose people unless I have him in my office closely and could do a full psychosocial like you as a son – or anyone a family caregiver can do with a loved one. So be very, very careful that we don't infer that what you know about your father may be good for others, but most definitely you're the best historian to be able to tell that story. Yeah. It, Ron, the, the one that jumped out for me was the personality change that you mentioned. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that anytime there's a personality change, on it, whether it's emo- maybe it's not emotional suffering, something's wrong. If somebody suddenly starts acting very differently, that is not normal aging. That's a clear indicator that something's wrong. And we encourage caregivers to really take a second look to get some professional help to try to figure out why. That's a great point. I remember when we, you know, when we did that show on frontal temporal uh, dementia, uh, sudden personality change was one of the symptoms uh, for that awful disease. Jamie, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's good. I think you brought it to the right place because that particular disease may be more episodic. And I think that's that's something that we all can probably notice is that black and white, that turning of a light switch. I think what Carol's also saying for the family caregivers out there, 
to be informed, to be really in that process that if they do over time, see that personality change. You found it in your father's razor, but over time, we want to be very mindful uh, of looking for that because it is a message from our our loved ones um, that they can't articulate by words. Uh, We're just not there as a society that has people showing up and saying, my personality is changing. I'm feeling this way. So it's up to caregivers to be very mindful of that. Well, and, and it, it might not be a negative change in my mother's situation. She, when she developed Alzheimer's, she became very sweet. Sweet is not a word I would have used for my mother previously. She was very energetic. She was very engaged, but she wasn't smile, pat you on the shoulder, sweet. But she became that way as a result of the dementia. So don't think personality change has to be something that's suddenly negative. It's just different. Isn't that ironic? Positive. Yeah, yeah, it's ironic. I mean, I know I met your mother. I loved her, and I, um, I don't know. Maybe she's also very savvy. Um, and there's a, something that in us that's streetwise that understands things, and um, that sweetness felt to me like she's also saying, "Now I have to depend upon people." Now, for whatever reason, I don't want to be that cantankerous sort of not not that she was, but that cantankerous person that draws lines and pushes people away in some ways. Um, I think it's a beautiful touching kind of way of saying, I need, I need the group now to support me. And, and who knows how that works. And in the case of what Ron threw out there is, is um, characteristics. The important thing is that we don't see this sequentially. We see it maybe it's happening all at once. So go figure your mom. I don't know what feelings filled into to get to that sweet place, but it, there's a secondary gain in that sweetness that maybe she was more mindful than we were. We need to take a minute to let folks know if they just joined us, what they're listening to. You're listening to take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel and our expert on the take 10 hotline from deep in Florida, Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol. So uh, during COVID, I think, you know, the emotional distress that may be the most off obvious, but also the most difficult to spot if it's different is the withdrawal. You know, everybody's been cut off. uh, And so you may have been withdrawn. You don't know they've withdrawn. You don't know if it's withdrawn physically or if it's withdrawn emotionally. So that one's going to be a tough one right now to kind of look at. It is. And Ron and I did a show um, this past week um, about PTSD or, or actually childhood PTSD and how the Childhood within us really determines uh, what's happening later. So COVID was a real trigger and, and that had us default to people that maybe other people never saw before. That's what you're saying. And we're going to emerge like moles kind of out of caves, maybe in a different personality, maybe as a different kind of person. I mean, maybe there'll be a transition for somebody to be sweet. I don't know. If you are sweet, by the way, I just want you to know, maybe if it's not a strategy, it also says that you're not in that fight, flight, or fear response because a lot of people with Alzheimer's and especially an onset of it become scared and that fight, flight, or fear, and they'll lash out and just totally out of fear. So, I mean, it's an interesting concept. I mean, again, your mom, you know, was very cool and meant a lot. So hearing that, um, it might take us a whole show to figure that one out, Carol. Talk to me a little bit about agitation. Uh, Intuitively, we know what it is. How how does it manifest itself? Well, the interesting agitation is exactly, I think, what Carol's almost talking about, except her mom defaulted to sweet. Most people in the change process. So once you're aware, obviously, not not naive, and you're into that transformation piece, 
um, you really are in a somewhat agitated state in some ways. It's not necessarily a blissful state because it does shift and change everything within you and you have to change with it. So agitation is kind of a hypervigilance. It puts us on one leg. Uh, it makes us feel not that steady. And when we're feeling that, I think uh, that agitation, it's a real good sign for all of us caregivers who are listening and anybody to go within and realize that agitation also begs the question for us to how do we deal with this fight, flight or fear? Because that's really the underpinnings of that agitation run. And so how do we get one with ourselves, our mind, body, you know, the breath work, the meditation, getting with safe, healthy people. Uh, so it should be a, a, a real gift to us in some ways, that agitation to, to do something, not to not to flee. Yeah, and, there, and Ron, there might be physical uh, signs that someone is agitated, mm -hmm. their hands flutter, their eyes are constantly looking around, uh, you know, you, mm -hmm. you can actually kind of see the prickliness um, in the nervousness in their movements. Yes. That's what I was thinking of, that, that kind of uh, random, continual shifting, moving uh, that says they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And if they're biological and you have a mental health issue, you know, you've heard it on, on, on TV, but I knew it clinically. It's part of dyskinesia, which will show an agitation over long term use of, neuro, you know, of neuroleptics and, and medications. But this type of agitation, be mindful as a caregiver and feel it, see it, and then take the next step to, to assist somebody. Dr. Jamie, thank you. Carol Zerniel, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. I'm laughing because we're giving cut signs to everybody. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us on Take 10.